Welcome to Six Pack Discussions, where Cody and Jared take on the biggest, most talked about headlines with logic, passion, and a six pack of beer. If you're listening, we challenge you to take an unbiased view of the world, because we know these conversations are complicated. So sit down, crack a beer, and welcome a new perspective. Coming with a new episode. What are we talking about, Jared? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, just kind of an honor of veterans. I guess, you know, maybe the premise of should everyone be a veteran? You know, i.e., uh, should everyone be mandatorily obligated to serve? Yeah, I think other countries do this. Uh, a, f- a few. Yeah, uh, but the U.S. has kind of shied away from, I think, mandatory or what's the term? I keep on running across it. Serve with a C. Did you see that word? I did. Can't remember how to say. It. I don't even know how to say it. To be honest, it's kind of a weird one, um, like compulsionary service or something like that. Compul- compulsory, or, yeah. yeah. But essentially, required service for all U.S. citizens. So, um, you turn eighteen, um, you go and you go serve maybe a year, maybe two years, um, either in a military branch or a uh, a national um, like a public works or something like that. So, like I think with the Peace Corps, maybe something like that. So, some type of national service to your country so you know you get paid of course while you're doing this yeah. um you get you know living expenses things like that but the idea is that you give back and then you can go you go take those skills possibly use them so yeah. i don't know i think it's kind of a fun one because today is veterans day we have what probably less than one percent of americans are probably I, veterans. i believe it's one at one percent yeah okay so one yeah. percent of americans uh, are veterans so this would be huge 99 percent of people are not veterans and so we're asking would it make sense for them to be also trans? Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually a unique podcast in that I actually know your position. Uh, I feel like you and I do a, a pretty intentional position, I'm um, sorry, intentional job, not knowing beforehand uh, our position. So it's really interesting. Um, so just a uh, kind of a spoil alert, I guess, uh, if I if I kind of take the defense, it's just to simply, you know, provide a, a different point of view and a different context there. Yeah, this is actually one of the... Um I think rare instances where we've actually had this conversation uh, previously in in pretty good depth. Yeah. But I will say it was probably about 10 beers deep. So our rationality <laughs> might have been less and maybe more bit. emotionally charged. A little bit. But you guys are going to hear us um, make some rational arguments today on the pros and cons. Why it may be a good idea. Why maybe it's not a good idea. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think there are definitely two different sides here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not absolutely. like this is a This is not dry. a clear cut. And yeah. I don't truly think that either one of us are going to be swayed. I mean, I feel like probably we'll both make decent points, but this is one of those things where you can just as easily argue for as you could argue against. Well, I think so. one of us is going to be swayed today, but... Yeah, I'm, I might agree. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be swayed. <laughs> okay, so a couple of things. Maybe we should talk about other countries first, the countries that have uh, some type of required service. I, I believe there's, what, 30? Yeah, I got 27, 26. 27, okay, yeah. yeah. I think it ranges, too. It's kind of like, I think some countries are kind of up in the air about it. But let's say 25 to 30 countries right now. Let's say the biggest one is. Switzerland, uh, Greece? I think Russia would, of course, be the biggest by Russia, population. Okay. China? Yeah, China is a big one. Um, now, the weird one is is that China and Russia, are they're required, yeah. but they're kind of loosely required. It's okay. kind of like, hey, you know, if you are kind of a perfect individual when you turn 18... You're right at a level of test taking, physical fit, then yeah, it is required. Yeah. But if you're not perfect, it's all right. You don't need to do it. Yep. Um, but some countries like Israel, every man and woman is yep. serving 18 months or, or or two years. I think it's it depends, man, woman. Uh, Greece, I think everybody serves. Uh, Finland, Denmark, mm-hmm. right? So this is South Korea. This is not a um, 
you know, certain part of the world thing. This is kind of everywhere. You got mm -hmm. Mediterranean, you got Korean. So that would be, you know, more Asian countries. You have uh, Scandinavian countries, uh, Switzerland. Yep. A good one as well. I think Switzerland, every single man and woman has been doing it for like a hundred years. That's been doing yeah. this. Yeah. It's pretty Train. long practice. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's a long time too. Like I need to get some, like a year of real service. And then for the next 10 years, they have to do like a several weeks a year, almost like how our national guard does it. Yeah, is that? See, I, I didn't go into that depth. I, okay. I honestly, I just kind of kept it. Um, I wasn't trying to research the practices of these countries. Okay. I was just trying to research who does it. So, yeah, you, you can clearly take it deeper on that one. Yeah, and I was just, of course, trying to figure out what would work here because I get it. Almost if you're king for a day, what do you do? Yeah, because there are clearly these countries do different things because they have different needs. Um, yep. And and I was in my opinions changed a little bit to where you probably thought my stance was. It shifted a little bit because I kind of opened my eyes that it's not just military service. When we say compulsory or required national service, I think a lot of us think, you know, Navy, Air Force, Army. Space Force, yep. Yeah, something like that, right? Marines. But yeah, I think it took it a de uh, much deeper with the, what the Park Rangers, Bingo. Uh, the Peace Corps. Bingo. Yeah. But now you have three, four. There's even a health services branch, yep. right? Yeah. So you have actually, you know, probably seven or eight routes that you could take. Now, of course, you're going to have to kind of push people into a route that you need them in. Right? right. Almost like a needs of the country. Bingo. And so I was I was looking at that. I was like, oh, man, this actually makes it even easier, I would think, to push the agenda if you wanted to actually make this mm -hmm. likely. Because who, what 18-year-old guy says doesn't want to get outdoors, perhaps, and go do maybe some service in a national park for a year? Yeah. Right? You get some free housing. You get to meet some new people in a new state that you've never been to before. Mm -hmm. This was actually pretty common, I guess. I, I We go to a lot, a lot of national parks, me and my yep. wife. This is actually a very common thing for young boys to do when they turned 18 and graduated high school, is that they would get a job with the National Park Service in another state and go do this. And they would go work a, a year or two. And this was all in like the, the, I think, 30s all the way to like the 70s. And it's not as common now. I guess it still is a, an option, mm. but it's not as common. Yep. Um, so anyways, other countries, um, what do you think about these other countries that do this? think they're doing it for any specific reason? What's your thinking there? Mm. So, I mean, I guess that's a very opinionated, I don't really know what facts I could really do to support this opinion, but in my, my initial guts telling me that, you know, it's pretty selfless. Um, you know, let's just talk about military. I know there, we just discussed, but that's almost a minority of this conversation. It's really directly about the, you know, joining one of the armed forces. I think so. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm just going to kind of stick there since we're talking about the majority there. Um, I think it's very selfless, you know, and I think it's a great way to actually um, be for your country and, you know, be a little bit more um, prideful in your country. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's probably from a cultural standpoint why you'd want to do that. Yeah, I think so. I think the countries that we listed are all very, um, you know, the word nationalist, I want to say. I know it's kind of an aggressive term for some people. They think that mm -hmm. it actually means something bad, but all it means is that you want your country to do good. Yeah. Right? That's all it really means. Yeah. And the ones that I listed, like if you meet somebody from Greece, they have some national pride. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Right? So does Switzerland. Exactly. Yeah. Fin Finnish people, very proud. Denmark yeah. people, very proud. Russians, pretty proud. Yeah. Unless they, you know, want right. to talk about their history yeah. of the Soviet Union. Unfortunately, yeah. Right? But most of these people are very proud of their country. Yeah. Americans, of course, very proud Power of our country. Very loud, yeah. Exactly. Now, the interesting thing is, is, okay, well, are we proud enough of our country to give it a year of our life? to help out the greater majority. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think the argument lies. And that's what, it's kind of a weird one because everyone probably says, oh yeah, you should help out more people. Yep. Okay, we'll give a year and we're going to pay you for it. And yeah, we're also going to yeah. give you an experience. 
Heck, you probably in a year, let's say you are a year or a year and a half in the Navy or the Air Force and you learn how to work on planes. Well, you're going to come out and are you not just pretty much a mechanic? Are you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, the same certifications, yeah. Yeah, your boots are running yep. as a legitimate mechanic, and you are 20 years old. Yeah, probably 20, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty legit, because uh-huh. that's a high-paying job. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a very needed trait. Exactly, very and guess what? Skill. Maybe you don't want to be a mechanic. Go to college. And I think there's some rationale there to maybe provide some type of benefit there, that if you do give back, then maybe there is some type of waiver or something like that. I'm not saying all college by any means, because I don't think one year of service equates to absurd amounts of university dollars. Well, well, that's why I was thinking so funny is like, you know, people are very pro free college, free college. Yeah. Today, you can enlist in the U.S. military and you can get a free four-year degree. Yeah, yeah. you can get a free six-year degree depending on what school you want to do. Uh-huh. Now, here's a funny thing. The word free is interestingly used here. And I, I know it is free, but it's also you are giving your time and your effort to the U.S. government in exchange for a college ticket essentially yes, yes. now you are paying for it in one way or another bingo and that's what i think i'm all right with right i think that's what totally fine because yeah, you are it's putting an earned free bingo earned free so yeah. the word free there is a little unfortunate because well, you're in sales so you can you can live with <laughs> you can live with free education for the military i think no i'm fine with it yeah. i'm totally fine yeah with i know it. what you mean but i'm just saying when you start saying the word free well there are people out there that actually do want legitimately free college yeah, yeah. and and that's different versions of free exactly yeah. If you're in the military, you deserve the college that's provided to you because you've earned it. Mm-hmm. It's not really free. Now, the people out there that are wanting free college that don't go into the military don't actually do work. That's a problem. That's a that's problem. problem. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I think... Countries. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you want to hear the countries? No. Uh, maybe... Dude, there's some history in the our own history about the draft. Well, not and, since 73? Yeah. 73, but yeah. yeah, maybe we should talk about that a little bit, where we have actually have required some military yeah. service. Yeah. So, honestly, man, I think... Look, I understand why the draft needs to be in place, even today. I, yeah. I get it. But one of the great things, and I think, you know, maybe... No, I'll, I'll say, it, man, you know, we are the biggest, baddest nation in the freaking planet. You know, we are a, a legitimate superpower, mm-hmm. right? How cool is it that we can do that with a voluntary force? That's pretty cool. Part of what makes being a veteran cool, I think, and, and proud to be a veteran is the fact that, hey, at one point in time, that person goes their right hand and was Long going period. to write a blank check up to it, including their life. Yeah. I think that's pretty freaking cool. It is cool. And I have a... I have a lot of buddies who are going to make this a career. It's awesome. Yeah. I couldn't be proud of them. I've been texting 100 people this morning. Yeah. Right. And for that reason, I can't take away. I almost feel like it's one of those things, man, where I understand there's a lot of benefits. And I think the military really changed me. But I can't get on board with making it mandatory. Mm. One, I think you'd potentially cripple the the military from an infrastructure standpoint. Oh, really? From a schooling and training standpoint, um, from a personnel in the dorms. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. You yeah. don't think we could ramp up production of all of that within five, ten years? Okay, I, I'm, I'm sure we could, but I mean, I, I have a hard time thinking Remember, of a not... major product or a project rather that can last ten years in America, just given our political system with how it changes at yeah. a minimum every eight Remember, it's not everybody. What it is is everybody of a certain age group. So right. it's all 18-year-olds, right. which, what are we thinking? Maybe 2 million people? 
That's our military right now. It's just doubling it. Well, our no, military is two no, million no. people. I, I understand. But right now, you're talking about two million people, right? Volunteer. Two million 18-year-olds. Yeah. Let's say, I, yeah. I don't know the number, but is yeah. that the, So what you're saying is you're wanting to increase it by 99%. We already said right. that 1%. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's not just... No, no, no. Am I missing something here? Yeah. Yeah, you are. There's 360 million Americans. Yep. I am not saying 360 million Americans. And I'm not interpreting that. Okay. What I'm saying is right now you have 2 million volunteer servicemen mm-hmm. in our military. Mm-hmm. Not counting all the Peace Corps folks and all that. Yep. In our bran- arm branches. I'm saying, okay, 2 million. Well, I, and I think the I think there's probably about 2 million kids that graduate from high school every year in America. I think it's fair to say. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm saying, okay, yeah, I'm going to add 2 million people to the armed services going forward every year. And okay. they're going to participate for a year. So it's not like you're going to have, it's not like the, the number is going to balloon up. Because remember, they're going to leave in about two years. Mm-hmm. So the number is going to be pretty steady of two million people extra. So we're going to have about a four to five million do- uh, dollar, yeah, yeah. four to five million people uh, armed service group instead of two million. Right. Okay. Okay. So, no, I see your point. Yeah. So I don't know if that helps a little bit. I know it still is let, a lot let, more. Let, let's people. talk about uh, learned skills and ROI almost. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think you're hitting on the, on the the discipline piece. I know that's one of the principles of why you like, you know. I haven't even brought that up yet. I know, but. Like, Using past conversations I know, here. I know, man. But my thing is, is you got to look at it from a military standpoint. Do you think a company, any company for that matter, really sees an ROI in the majority of their employees within the first two years? You, you have to teach them every single skill that they will have. You have to teach essentially mm-hmm. through math training. Do you really think any company in America Really sees an ROI on employees if they have that high of a forced turnover or no. highly encouraged turnover? No, and this is pretty common, right? It's an 80-20 rule, right? You have 80% of the people doing Always. not a thing, 20% of people doing the work of the 100%. Yep. So in most companies, you have 20% of people that are your essentially self-starters, your yep. hard workers. They're the, the business shakers. Um, now, all I'm, and I haven't even got to this argument yet. I think you're, you're preluding where I'm coming from. But what I'm thinking is, okay... I'm not looking at it as an armed service branch. We already are killing it. If you think this is going to chop off a leg of our armed services, right? Like if you think this is going to like be a thorn in my foot that's going to essentially stop progression in our thing, then okay, maybe there's an argument there. I don't think it's going to chop off a leg. I think it might, you know, yeah, maybe slow us down for the period of time where we have to ramp up. But for as a nation, I think there's a lot of growth the entire country will see. So you're looking at it from an armed services. I'm looking at it as an American as a whole, where there's 360 million Americans that have not served. Okay. And so in five, not five, in 10, 15 years from now, where you now have an entire generation that has been through that, mm-hmm. those individuals now are going to be contr- you know, controlling and helping America as a whole, okay. not just the armed services. To your okay. Point. You see where I'm kind of... Okay, now, now I get there. Okay. Now my other point. Okay. And this is kind of, I, I wanted to... Do you, I, do you think that it would be like chopping off a leg having to help these 18-year-olds? Or do you think it's just going to slow us down maybe for a period of time? Oh, I, I think it's purely for a period of time. I have yeah. yet to see a mission in our history that we can't... Do. Do, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to figure it out with the yeah. professionals. Yeah, yeah. In the short term, it's going to be hell, but yeah. we will figure it out. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some babysitting so, for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor senior NCOs. Holy shit. Um, okay, man. So I, I want to go there. So maybe, maybe you're not aware... Um, but there are a couple of requirements uh, from a physical fitness and from a background standpoint, um, from an education standpoint, that you have to meet to become an enlisted member in the United States Armed Forces, right? And I can tell by that smirk, you thought I was going to bring this point up. Yep. Right? 
criminal record yep. physical yeah yep something about obesity maybe being a problem i think we've talked about that so in your history of life uh-huh. whenever you are faced with a rule that you don't agree with uh-huh. and you see oh shoot you know if i don't graduate high school then i don't have to do this because i don't have meet the eligibility if i just eat a bunch of potato chips uh-huh. okay i can get obese and i won't pass the physical fitness test uh-huh. um oh i can steal that candy bar or steal that car and go to jail for grand theft auto i'm deemed ineligible i can get in financial trouble so therefore i can't get a secret clearance so now i can't do a majority of the u.s military jobs you don't think by implementing a rule that I would think is pretty controversial mm-hmm. about man- mandating U.S. service. You don't think – because on our last podcast, actually, I think we, you know, we both came to an agreement saying at its core, I do feel like – I want to feel like all these rules, laws, mandates, et cetera, we're trying to be for the betterment of the population, right? But yet yeah, we talked about the government maybe not realizing the second and third order effects. Yeah. Don't you think – that the majority of people that don't want to join the military can readily, easily find a way out of it. No, I do. I, I don't know about the majority. So I wouldn't say the majority by any means. Um, so what would happen there is there's going to be a curve, of I course. I said the majority of people who don't want to join the military. There's some people that are different. There's some people that want to, but the people that are pacifist, essentially, don't freaking want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's going to be other options, right? Hey, do you care about people? You want to be a nurse? Well, hey, we're gonna you're going to be the part of the Peace Corps, and you're going to go to Africa and go help Sub-Saharan, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I like having the additional options, because all it is is essentially saying, hey, and this actually is shown to be very, very helpful for kids that want to go to college. Apparently, most— the gap year. Yeah, yeah, extremely helpful. Go to another country. Go teach English in Japan. Okay, great. You gotta go do that on your own. You gotta go figure it out. Or hey, join the Peace Corps for a year and a half. We're gonna pay you. We're gonna pay your living expenses, and we have a project of building wells in Tanzania. Yep. Great. Go do it. We need we need three hundred you know people to do this every single year, and they're hard to find, okay. right? And so I think I don't know. I get it. There's probably going to be five to ten percent of people that are going to break the rules yeah. that you're stating, but we have rules in everything, right? And, and and me and you both know if we walk down the street, we're probably not going to get hit by somebody driving a car just because you know you could, they want to break a rule. Okay. If there are rules, the vast majority of Americans are all right with following those rules. Now, to, to your point, it's kind of funny. You think it's not very popular. I actually thought it was not that popular either. And I did see that. Yeah, I think I know what the stats in are In 2017, yeah, yeah. Okay. 49% of Americans, half, mm. favored at least one year of public service required for young Americans. And how old do you have to be to, to vote in that? So you're voting for stuff that won't affect them. True. That bothers me. Well, you're voting for stuff, but it does affect your children. It does, okay, fair. Right? I'll give you that. Which is actually probably where people would, I think most people would protect their children more so than themselves. Okay. So your argument there, I don't think is very valid. What do you think? You're still voting for somebody else. For someone else. Correct. On behalf of someone else, essentially. Yeah. Well, that would be like saying, should prisoners vote for the laws of where they were put in for? Yeah. When, so, with yeah, with your it. logic, okay. we probably shouldn't allow that. We probably shouldn't allow them to vote for it either. Okay. Right. And the voting age is something weird. Yeah. It's an odd one. Um, and they can change that, right? That's a cool thing about voting. So to your point, though, about the obesity, uh, no high school diploma, and the criminal record, mm-hmm. I did see about 71 Amer- 71% of Americans— And the financial component, too. Financial component. So uh, in order to get a secret clearance, they have to uh, almost do a financial background check on you? Well, I don't think everybody that's enlisted has a secret clearance. Not everyone, no. Yeah. So you uh, mo- I would say— the overwhelming large majority, I put in the 
Okay. Yeah, at least have a secret. So, I, so I don't know how I could look that set up, but I'd be shocked if it was much more. Than, so I enlist tomorrow. Within a year, I have secret clearance. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Actually, hold on. Okay. Well, I don't have much credit history because I'm 18, so I'm pretty sure I didn't do anything bad yet, right? I haven't. I don't even have a credit card in most cases if I'm 18. But to your point, um, 71% of Americans right now between the ages of 17 and 24 are actually ineligible to serve in the military. So you actually are kind of correct with this. We do have a problem. Now, I think that's a problem in itself. Do you not, Jared? I'm sorry. I was looking something up. What's up? 71% of Americans right now between the ages of oh, like, 17 yep. and 24 are ineligible to serve in our military. Because of the obesity factor, the criminal record in the high school. Yep. Exactly. And obesity actually being the highest. I know. So they can't that's, pass a physical test. It's horrible. So that in itself should be enough to say, you know what? Okay. Do you think you have to be somewhat physical fit to, to stay in the military for more than a year? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe there needs to be some incentives. Hey, guys, sorry. By the way, in a year, you're going to have to go enlist for a year, a year and a half. You need to start cutting some weight because they're going to try you out, and you're going to not pass, and you're going to have to do it again or again. Or There has to be some type so I guess how of do you rules. En- how do you enforce that? Other countries do this. Yeah. In Israel, guess what? You graduate in 18. How many people do you think at 18 are obese in Israel right now? I very few. Okay. Yeah. So it's possible. Switzerland, you're not obese when you're 18. So if we want to care about people's health, especially children, yeah. right, all of a sudden this creates an incentive to say, you better get fit because you got a year that you're going to be working your ass off. So, so black and white, you graduate high school. Well, well, let's say there are some people out there that are just too dumb to graduate high school. Don't give a damn at all. Yeah, no, no. Just look out. Like yeah. I, I just, I just am curious. Like, what your rule actually is? You graduate high school, you turn eighteen. Mm-hmm. What about the, what about the, uh, you Men- know, a person incapable? No, no, no. no I'm oh. not, not going to go further on that. I'm going to talk about, um, you know, let's talk about athletics, right? There are opportunities that are given to people that otherwise, given their situation mm-hmm. in certain parts of the country, yeah. would not be able to maybe get a high school or a college education um, if it wasn't for football, basketball, baseball. You know. The big sports, right? Mm-hmm. What about those people? No. Do you have the option to go the officer route? Because in your rule, in your world, you enlisted eighteen. How do you how do you groom officers then? They can stay. They can go to officer school if they want to. Okay, so at eighteen, I have the option to. Can go everybody to college? do it? No, because there's less of them needed, right? So you would have to probably either get a scholarship to do it, or the military would have a scholarship program to pay for that college for you, which they already do somewhat, right? So there would be some type of program there to say, hey. Um, we need you on our athletics team. Or, hey, you know what? Your intelligence seems to be fantastic. We are really working on cybersecurity, and you're already the top of your class in programming. Guess what? You're coming to our school. You're going to go through officer training for the next four years. And look, if you want to do it. Yeah. Now, that's now that's a different that's different trajectory anyways. That's four or five years. That might be eight years. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's, that's real enlistment. I'm talking about required service for a short period of time to learn some skills, to give back to your country, and to have a gap year between when you graduate high school and what you want to do with the rest of your life. Okay. I'm just trying to gr- create some maturity and discipline in younger groups. So we're trying to parent, from the government trying to parent. I don't know almost. what the government trying to parent, but give opportunities uh, to people that don't really know what they want to do already. And it's an opportunity. Do you not yeah. believe in that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe it's an opportunity. They, some I'm of these just, people might make this a life uh, They very well could. They very well could. Right? Absolutely. You know, I don't. Maybe, maybe I guess I need to understand your stance. In one to two sentences, what is your rule if you're a king for a day for yeah. for this uh, forced or 
what what is it compulsory compulsory yeah compulsory uh required national service service. so i'm gonna say two sentences um all u.s americans that graduate high school bearing any mental or physical ill will will be provided 18 months of service in one of our armed forces or national services park service things like that um to provide skills, educational opportunities, and I don't know, um, a discipline okay. for future generations, right? So I think it's, I don't think there's any issue with, because other countries, of course, do it, and no one says, oh, these people are, you know, crazy for doing it. Um, I don't think we, and I, I don't know. I, I don't see an, I don't see a, an issue from the individual. Now I do see an issue to your point where it could handicap us for a short period of time. Yeah. I don't like that, but in the long run, I think we'd be a much better nation. Okay. Much better. Right. Do you think, do you think, okay, let's just say right now, all the high schoolers that we went uh, to school with, they just gave a year. Probably about 70% of them probably actually did it on the armed forces. The other 30% went and did something that was, you know, national park related, peace corps, yeah. health services, things like that. Do you think, do you think those people, you would probably be closer with a couple of them? Yeah. Right? It's just one of those things, man, where this whole forced, forced service, that just scares me, man. I just don't understand. It is working. So I, I guess. What do you think veterans have a leg up on non-veterans then? Because I think maybe oh, that maybe that's, that's a route. So I'm, I'm curious to see why you put veterans on, on such a pedestal. I, I'm not saying that I disagree with you. I'm just curious because you're very passionate about this issue. So yeah. what exactly is it? I don't know if I'm saying every single veteran has a leg up by any means. But 80-20 I, I, still applies. Yeah. I, I, think, um, I think if you're 20 years old and you've given – a year of your life to national service and you've helped people, you're going to look at life differently because you may have been stationed in Louisiana and you're now helping a group of people. You're from Seattle, Washington that you would never have met. It's almost forced diversity. Yes. Forced teamwork. 100%. You're going to, you're going to be forced into a team that you've never met before, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Second, you're going to go to a, a location or a place that is going to scare you. Right. Which is good because a lot of people grow without any risk. And you're 25, you're 30 years old, and you're like, my little bubble has never been past, you know, 8th Street and 5th Avenue. Yeah. Right? That, that little tiny bubble has never grown. Well, guess what? When you go to Louisiana, you go to um, the middle of Africa. Maine or where? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Craziness. Yeah. I don't know of many people that don't want to travel right now. This would have been a fantastic opportunity to understand maybe I don't want to travel. And then the other thing that I think that a lot of veterans have is perspective of other people. I think there's something there. Every time I've met, talked to somebody, they just have a little bit different perspective of like, oh, yeah, that person's got some hardship. Or, yeah, you know what? I'm going through some shitty times, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going to figure it out. I got people to lean on. Yeah. They have a little bit different perspective, I think. Um, like you, even you, right? You have a perspective. You're like, man, I, I had to go through some stuff, and it was a grind. I know what grinding actually is. Yeah. Where some people think grinding is, oh, yeah, I work you know, 35 hours a week. My boss hates me. That's not a grind. Okay, what a grind right. is is where... You got someone that's on your ass because they're trying to help you out and you just don't know that they're trying to help you out yet, right? You're Because you're too young. Yeah. And that's where you're getting grinded. Okay. You're turning into a stone 
just like water when it runs over stones. Yeah. It probably sucks. Yeah. But it gets real nice and but smooth. But it smooths out, yeah. Right? It gets real nice and smooth, and then you can chuck that in, you know, 30 Classic. skips, whatever yeah. you want. You know what I'm saying? It, okay. It, you need to get, you need to have a little bit of perspective that only um, diversity, only other cultures can give you. And I think it's a great opportunity to do that. Okay. Yeah. It's a neat one. Yeah. What do you think about that? Did that help you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but that's interesting. But another thing is, because of course, you know, with, with every rule, we have to have exceptions. Right? Oh, yeah. So there are going to be exceptions for the 11-year-olds who graduate high school, right? These little prodigies. I don't know, man. They probably are really good for, you know, some, some job. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you're Yeah. Maturity levels are also a problem. Maturity levels got to be big. Uh, let's see. Um, what, what's another exception? Obviously, you know, mental. This is, this is 0.001% of people. I, I understand, man. I understand. Okay. But the athletes thing. You don't, build kind of rule, you don't build rules for exceptions. You don't. But, but athletes, you, have to, you have to think of them. Athletes still, man. Why, why should you treat an athlete any different than a person that has a 200-level IQ? An athlete in the NFL is, I know, exceptional, but somebody that is graduating no, high just, school. No, just think uh, college scholarship, man. Yeah. So many, so many people get opportunities to become first col- first generation college students. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't get that. Why can you not get that? Because your body has a very finite ticking time clock to perform. So you're saying that, uh, that, from, that from year the age two, of 18 to 19... Yep. is going to change. So you're saying NFL players are actually probably worse off with their bodies than college athletes? Because they're older, yeah. to, your, to your point. Yeah, of view. yeah. No, that's wrong. Over, over the time of all your body taking that heat? Yeah. I would say they're, no, no. What, what, do, what do you think? Professional you, athletes yeah, are going to What about all s- those rucks that you have to do in the military? What about potentially a lot of people jumping out of planes? If, you, if we're doing the needs of the military, okay, I need paratroopers. Yeah. Okay, I know you were a star running back in high school. Hey, you're actually going to be an elite person. I'm going to send you over special forces. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? I mean, your body is it's a very finite resource. So now well, we're taking away well, these those opportunities. Those are volunteer individuals, right? So special forces, you're volunteering for that. And you can still volunteer for that when you go you know, get your special. But if you're, let's, let's just give a real example. Where you are a college, you are a college potential athlete. Yeah, you are going to be an MLB player. You're going to be an NFL or a basketball player. Okay, you're 18 and you're getting scouted, and they're like, right now they're offering you, of course, a, a, a scholarship. Okay, you're saying that the one year of service would ruin their potential in a year, possibly or every Absol- time. Absolutely, no, 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 hell no, not every time. No, no, no. What Possibly. percentage of the time? Fifty percent of time? Thirty percent? No, no, I'd probably give it twenty. Okay, so 20% of the time, yeah. you think the one year of service somewhere else, learning culture, learning perspective, working with people as a team, is going to possibly hurt them 20% of the time. Look, You're going to be more physically fit, right? You, you may find out that maybe, you know what, I don't want to be a college athlete. Maybe I want to be a career military person. So all you're doing is giving 18-year-old another option that they probably never knew even existed. And there's a lot of people out there that probably think that this is my only option. If I don't play good in sports, this is my only option. And that's fine, but give them another option possibly, right? Right now, I bet there's some kids out there that think, man, if I don't make it in basketball, I'm going to be the same exact person my dad was. Okay. What, what, okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, 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 man. I, I got you. Okay. All right. I'm getting bored. So you're clearly very passionate about it. Well, read. clearly you researched it. You are 29 years old, correct? 29. Oh, no. Are we 29? Yeah, for okay. a few more weeks. I was thinking, man, I might be 30 right <laughs> no, now. <laughs> no, no, you're 29. Um, you're still, you can still join. I could. Right? So you're clearly passionate about it. You see a lot of value. Yeah. Why not pause, take a year, 
and, and go do it. So can I sign up for a year? Uh, I think to list, I think minimum is four. Oh, well, I can't sign up it, for a year. Okay. If I can sign up for a year, I don't know if I actually, I might. Really? You would yeah. sacrifice your current income? So the only thing that gives me pause on it is after you had a child, right? Because then I have to be gone for a year with a child. Mm, okay. So teen pregnancies, that's another exception, both the man and the woman. If you had a kid in high school, you don't have to join your uh, mandatory. No, because that's that you you messed up there. Yeah, we had to penalize. Okay, and, uh, but yeah, the kid thing, man, being away from a kid. Oh, it's horrible for a it, it's, year. It's one of the worst things to be in charge. Yeah, and you have to hand someone their deployment papers. Yeah, and you know their wife's expecting. You yeah. know their their kid has his first high school football game. It, it's horrible. Yeah, and and the interesting with my my argument is that most of these individuals probably are going to be never deployed. Right, if you imagine it, because we're not always in deployment world. We have uh, been, unfortunately, for the last 15 years. 20, 20 years, years, yeah. Yeah, we have been. Yeah. Um, but when you have also 4 million to pull from or 5 million individuals, yeah, you're probably not going to be deploying every single one of them. Yeah. And so there is going to be some type of volunteer process still there, maybe in deployments then. I know it's not normally like that because right now we have a, uh, let's say, minimum force. So we're like, hey, we can't be picky and choosy. But... When you have a larger force, you can be a little bit more picky and choosy on who you're deploying. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not going to deploy the individual that is only going to be in for two more months because they are doing this for requirement. Mm-hmm. And this is how it works in Israel right now. So now the the poor bastards that already you know said that hey, like I'm actually going to try to make this career, they're getting the deployment every year now instead instead of the guy that's only going to be here for a year, same rank, but because one has already said hey, I'm only going to be here for two years or whatever it is. But the guy who wants to make it a career, hey, you only got like three, four months left. Ah, we'll give you a pass. But the guy who already said you want to make it a career, he's just going to go out the door every time? Well, he's the one that actually said, I'm signing up now, not just yeah. for, I'm not just finishing yeah, my but, 18 months. Yeah. I'm going to do this for another six years. Like he already yeah. signed on for another, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want that person to get the experience? Well, it's not so much an experience, man. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into deployment. It's away from your family. It's away from your kids. It's away from holidays. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I know. But he's wanting to, to possibly So, so part that. of what makes a, a veteran a veteran is, you know, having to either make those decisions or actually be a, a product of those decisions. That's what makes yeah. someone kind of that, that softer edge rock that you're talking. No, so I know. So you're taking away. So what, I guess in this year, what can you actually accomplish? So you go through basic training. Yep. Okay. That takes a couple months. Mm-hmm. So we got 10 months. So... Heck, there are some tech schools that are two years yeah. long. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I just don't understand what can be accomplished in a year. Okay. Well, but, I said 18 months would be what I would probably... Oh, I thought it was a year. My bad. Maybe yeah, I misinterpreted. No, okay. 18 months is probably what I would require. Um, because I realize there's probably about six to eight months probably of just stupid stuff. And then you're going to have to give another six to eight months of real work. Yeah. Right? So you're not... You're giving away, um, you know, a year of your life, but you're getting six months of free training. Right, legitimately, six months, eight months, whatever the training is, right? Whether yeah, I mean, I mean, there are tech schools that are, yeah, heck, two months, and I think there are tech schools that are two years, yeah, and everything in between. Okay, well, if you're going to tech school for two years, you're probably going to be going for longer than you're staying in. Requirement: eighteen months. So you turn eighteen, you're going to be in for eighteen months. Six of those months, probably, you're going to be doing some stupid stuff. Yeah. You're going to do some basic stuff. You're going to be sure you're physically fit. You're going to get some possible training for on the job, and then you're going to give back. Now, deployment's an interesting one, um, and you have a valid argument here, honestly. This is a very valid argument because you're right. Why 
how are we going to pick and choose who deploys? Because right now it is kind of more of a random. Hey, if you're an asset, if it's, it's not always random, but yeah. hey, if you're a healthy asset, yeah. Sorry, and, and your band is up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's also like, hey, there's also individuals that go to the top because oh, yeah, you they can, prefer you can to. volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, right? I try to volunteer. Yeah. Exactly. So you can prefer. Yeah. And we already have a pretty good system for that. Did yeah, you say? Great. Yeah. Okay. Works great. Okay. So now we have a bigger pool. We already have a good system there. I don't think we're going to be deploying much in addition to. And if we were, then we're going to have to use our draft anyways. Right? And yeah, so, but, but we have a good system because everyone kind of understands the rules. If you can mean to tell me, you know, typical 18 to 19 year old that, you know, heck, this is his first time being away from mommy and daddy. Which know. most people won't listen at this age. Just so, you, Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, most, I led yeah. in the statement. I'm well yeah. aware of their average age. Yeah, so they're age. 18 yeah. years old. So it's not like this is out of the norm for age. However... Whenever you're in a pool of individuals that you know can get deployed because this is what you volunteered for yeah. versus now you're in a pool with kind of the forced and the volunteer. Yeah. And then the forced people are getting maybe treated a little bit easier because look, am I going to spend, let's say, let's say I'm a senior non-commissioned officer, right? I, I, I do a really good job of running the flight. I, I'm the backbone of the flight. Am I going to spend my time and energy and effort on the guy that I know I'm going to groom to, to lead future airmen and actually make a career or the guy that is only going to be here for 12 to 18 months? No, this is a good. No, this is a good argument. So that's sure. that's kind of, your time is very finite. Yep. And now that you just kind of doubled this amount of airmen that I have, well, you're also probably going to double the amount of officers required to run this. So you're not doubling the amount of airmen that one officer is in control of. Yeah, you're gonna no, no, I was talking about. I was talking to the senior NCOs. Okay, why wouldn't you have double the amount of senior NCOs? Okay, so now you just. I mean, I guess now we just start willy-nilly giving away promotions over the next 10 no. years to create more senior NCOs? No, no, but you just make sure that now, hey, we need that position. Do we? Okay, so you're saying that they only give that away based on merit 100%. They don't actually need you to move in a position? That That's that's the issue about it being a senior NCO. Um, so, uh, let, let me, I don't want to... I don't no, want to get too off track here, but there's yeah. a difference between non-commissioned officers and senior non-commissioned officers. Yeah. Um, there, there's so for example, I I know because they've been in for so long. I got. Well, it's it. not so. It's not that they've been in for so long. It's just that like a a chief master sergeant in the air force is the one percent of the air force. Like yeah. it cannot exceed one percent. Like that's I what got it. So and, and it's hard to also. So now we just start giving it away. Well, I don't know about giving it away. Forced, but in the yeah. okay, no, not forced, but in the long run, you have a five million pool. You're right. If all of the people that would not have volunteered prior yeah. that essentially said, yeah, I'm just doing this because I'm having to do it, don't stay, yeah. then we have an issue as you're stating. Yeah. I think what will end up happening is that you're going to increase the pool of people that actually end up staying. And so if you increase the pool over a 30-year period of time, you will increase the amount of people that will become NCOs. The do you not believe so? I just am trying to think about it from a cultural standpoint. What really shapes and smooths these rocks, if you will, is because these, you know, th there are a lot of uh, troubled individuals, maybe individuals after high school, they don't know what the hell they want to do, mm -hmm. and they get, you know, approached by a recruiter, they go into the recruiting office, whatever the case may be, yeah. and the military can change their life because they're going to be surrounded by individuals that are willing to sacrifice something greater than themselves. They volunteered, they bought in, and they understood the culture. Yeah. Whenever you start having a bunch of forced people you know how the, the masses, the group think that can happen with this? To where you lose that environment that the military is right now. Yeah. Can you buy that from a cultural standpoint? So I think you're thinking of it from the military standpoint. It's going to negatively infect it or yeah. affect it. Yeah. I'm thinking of it as, like, as America as a whole. 
So 36, you know, or 300 million people. I think the 300 million people will be better off. And this is long run shit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 we're, years we're talking, out. yeah. This is long this is stuff. 2071. Yes. Right? This is when we are looking back and saying, man, wow, the, what law got put in order now and now finally coming into effect. Because you have people now that are, are more perspective, things yep. like that. Got you it. know what's funny is we are on beer two and we have not even introduced it yet. So after my holy here, crap, I guess we just kind of got a little. We got carried away. Yeah, this is a good one, man. And plus, this beer is actually not good, bad, dude. For a sour, actually, let's do it right let, now. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, on the way over here to Jared's house to start recording, and uh, picked up a six pack, Dominga, uh, from New Belgium, oh, a brewing you, you company. Say the, you say the full name. You bought this beer, Dominga Mimosa Sour. Thank you. Is actually, I, I guess, that, the Mimosa Sour is kind of the small text down below. It is from New Belgium, which I think you're a New Belgium fan. I am a New Belgium guy. Yeah. So that's why it was kind of funny because I was thinking, man, you know what? Jared spent some time in Colorado. It's from Fort Collins. It's New Belgium. Um, it is an after. We're, we're drinking earlier than we normally would. So I thought, you know what, since it is before 12 while we're recording, a mimosa <laughs> sounds kind of good. So there was a lot of reasons I grabbed this. It has no relevance to Veterans Day by any means. Yep. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's a cool can. So it's uh, super orange uh, with some yellow lettering. Jared, what do you think about this beer? So so first of all, uh, I do want to address the whole, it's not American themed. It, it does no flag, no red, white, and blue, no nothing. But I know. Yet you are wearing a support the troops, oh, yeah, Under right. Armour, protect this house, American shirt. Yeah. Wild to me, but whatever. Anyways, um, dude, you, you, you're really tugging to my heartstrings because you do know I love Blue Belgium, but yeah. yeah, you know I hate sours. So I'm really conflicted here. But um, It's an easy to drink beer. I think it's a very good beer. It's not even just for a sour. Like I would actually have this again. For it being, what, 11 o'clock right now on a Thursday? Yeah. As, I as could a, drink a lot of these. As I know how many of our buddies are about to give a shit because we're about to say a Dominga Mimosa Sour is good, uh, I, I got to stick by my opinion. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll go first on the ranking. I will outrank you on this one a lot. I know. Yeah. This might be my highest ranked beer. Just so That's you know. just outlandish. Four, six. Three, nine. Oh, wow. This is a four, six beer. I could drink this all day long. And all of our listeners, if you guys are going to hang out by the pool this weekend or next summer or wherever, buy a pack of this. I don't care if you have to order it. It is that good. Buy a pack of this. If you have a wife or a girlfriend, you guys will drink this together and you will fall in love. I'm sorry. This is a great beer. I, I am blown away. Uh, it, it tastes like beer, but your wife or your girlfriend or whoever is going to drink this with you and be like, hey, this is actually pretty good. Even if you guys are into those white claws and all that craziness, it doesn't <laughs> taste like that, but it's a great tasting beer. Yeah, Sorry, um, dude. Four, Cody, six. part-time podcaster, part-time uh, love doctor, I guess. Four, six. <laughs> buy it if you want to fall in love. Hey, man, it is solid. I am not a sour guy. I, I give it high threes. I just have a uh, certain affinity for IPA, so I try to save those for the fours and plus, but uh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to New Belgium and Colorado for making good beer. Yeah, man. So, All right, so I feel like we're on a good run. I think I, so I feel too. like both of our, our blood's not necessarily boiling, but you can tell that I, I feel like we're very passionate. And again, I do think this is a perspective thing. Yeah. One of the main things, and, and maybe I'm not doing a good job, uh, maybe I'm not doing a good job conveying this, but one thing I'm afraid of this rule, while I think there's a lot of benefits, I think there's a lot of benefits because the current military environment. If oh, all of, that's why that's I'm, I'm afraid of losing, and that's what I was trying to convey last mm. point. I'm afraid of losing that military culture, that embrace the suck mentality that, hey, I'm not going to quit on you. Hey, my brother and sister to my left and right, 
I could potentially put my life in your hands one day. To whereas if all of a sudden the masses, the the 99 percenters that aren't going to volunteer, right? And I know to your point, I think you said that could potentially increase our, our force by forcing Billy people to realize the opportunities. Got it. Noted. But I still think the overwhelmingly large majority would still tap out after 12, 18 months, whatever, whatever this rule is. And because of that, I think you lose the backbone, the fundamental pillar of what makes veterans veterans, that, that can-do spirit, that truly teamwork building you up mentality. It scares me whenever this, you have the masses this invited good, in. This is a good point. And man, I don't know why I keep on going back to the same thing, but I think it is from a military-only perspective. You're looking at 2 million people, right? Yeah, you're right. Those 2 million people, you can go ahead and go like this. I got you. You got me. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah. That is, it is very small percentage of people. You would save a perfect stranger's life. Perfect. This is a deployed environment. Correct. Yeah. Now, in 50 years from now, when you've done this, and I get it, some, most of these people will never be in those circumstances. Never. Never. I hope never. Yeah. Right. Strive ma- to be never. A, a vast majority yeah. of the compulsory people will not be in this. Correct. Right. Especially because yeah. we're opening it up to National Parks Service. I get it. Right. I get it. But. In 50 years from now, when you're walking down the street and you say, hey, man, I got your back. You got my back. That was 50 years ago or whatever it may be. Yeah. Now you have a whole population that all has been through similar circumstances. I get it. It's not that they've all done a deployment or they've all been through any type of combat situations. Yeah. But they've all said, hey, you know, there was potential for me to be through it. I went through the shit just like you did. So now you have a whole population of people, 300 million people. If we grow, it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. But now they all can say, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to rob from you. I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to take from your family because you know what? We went through the same shit. Yeah, that was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever it was. You have a bit of like, I know what that person had to go through for a year just like I did. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm in agreement with 100% what you just said, but I, I don't think you're addressing my point to where I think that, hey, I got your back, you got my back. I mm-hmm. think that mentality shifts when you have the overwhelmingly large majority of people not going to be under those types of pressures, not yeah. going to be forced in a, set, in a way to overcome that with a team. That's what I'm afraid of, man. Well, I think they are getting forced. And that's your main problem is that we are forcing additional individuals to do it. And you're right. They're not volunteering. So you think that there's a, a level of commitment difference, which I, I am in agreements here. Okay. I, I think okay. there is a level of agreements. A conference, uh, a le- in our society right now, we have people that go out and they are warriors and they yeah. want to do it. Yeah. Absolute warriors. Some yeah. people do this for 20 years and they want to be deployed 20 times. Right? There are warriors out there that me and you probably could only even think of. Right? Oh, to be yeah. honest. I, I have the utmost respect for this, right? a Those lot of these warriors. Absolute that, yeah. warriors. Absolutely, yeah. And then you have people that maybe... No, that's not for me. Just like I did. That's not for me. Or you have people that would never even think of it or dream of it. Wouldn't even want to have this conversation because they would never want their children to do it. And I'm thinking, I don't know, because other countries have done this. And they've done it just fine. And guess what? Every single one of those people in that country say, yeah, you know what? I had to do my year, my year and a half. And I think it's just right now we have a culture that would not accept it. And you're right. To your point, we would have a substandard kind of level for a period of time. But over over time, 30 years from now or 20 years from now, everyone saying, yeah, this is my year. I I have to go and do it. Just like my brother, my sister, my best friend at school. We're all going to do it together. Yeah. Religion does this. And I, I'm with missions and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Religion okay. does this for missions, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You go do this, and that's part of it. You just do it. 
I don't think that they say, oh, yeah, man, it sucks that I'm part of this religion, that I have to do this, and you don't. Yep. They say, no, why won't you come with me? You see, maybe, I don't know. Okay, I, I, I can get on that board. However, the, the first point that needs to be addressed is the choice of that religion is free. Mm. Right? Yeah, I just have a hard time. Yeah, I just thing. have a hard time. I, need to, I, need I to. fought for freedom for those 10 plus years that we were in, right? Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time forced fighting for freedom. You see how that's almost like a jumbo shrimp, almost like an oxymoron? Yeah. A little I, bit, a little I, bit. I get you. So, and I'm, I, I am a little torn with the forcing of people to do anything. But you know what? Did I have to go and get a driver's license? Can I go drive? Did you have to? Yeah. No, if I want to drive a car. If you want to drive a car, the option to drive a car, yes, you would have to do well, that. Well, you know what? I think to be an American, to... Ah. Right? There's kind of a, a rule here that says, hey, you know what? As an American, we believe in a community. We believe in being with each other. So I, I don't think there's an issue with saying that, hey, you're an American. We all want to help each other out. We all agree that diversity is good. We are the only country that does this, where we bring in people from all over the world, and we say we are all in alignment, right? Oh, hell, I mean, we, we, we had... Uh... I, I got the opportunity to, to be with a Pakistani cadet exactly at the Air Force Academy. How many Pakistanis do you meet? Uh, probably three or four. No, no, no. I'm just uh, – it's rare, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, thought, I think there are like three or four at the Academy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's In, in various court countries, uh, Pakistan, Georgia, um, a few different other ones, yeah. Correct, right? And so you meet people, and you got to also move bases. Germany. You got to yeah, yeah. meet a bunch of different people. And I Thousands just, of other people. Exactly, yeah. right? And, and they say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I did this because I believe in not only America. My parents came here as immigrants, possibly. I don't know for I, I sure. I mean, heck, you, you got the option. I mean, um, you know, just for our, our listeners, I mean, Cody has been very supportive. Everything from, like, you were there. You jumped on a flight uh, to go to my graduation when yeah. I became an officer. You, yeah. you went to my various promotion ceremonies, things like that. So, I mean, you, I'm not discarding the fact that you are undoubtedly a supporter uh, of not only me as a friend, but obviously, you know, the military with your with your thought process and everything like that and your actions more importantly, but I I can't get off, and I need you to specifically address how you think whenever you... We're, we're talking about 1% that actually does it, so now the 99% that are going to, the overwhelmingly large majority that are going to join the forces, how you don't think that's going to drastically shift the culture? The military culture or the yeah. U.S. population culture? I, I think temporarily, because I, I just don't know if these long-term effects, because in the short term, it's going to drastically affect the military culture, right? Yeah. And because I have to reattack this every freaking 18 months to where I don't ever get to actually establish and indoctrinate, for lack of a better word, that military culture and embed that in them. So that's why I, I think it's almost a t- little too idealistic. I'm trying to think of the actual tactics. I get the strategy, yeah. but I'm trying to think of the actual tactics here. Yeah, you know, I, 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 now I kind of see what you're saying because I'm saying, hey, this is going to be good for the individual Right, it is going to be good for them. Do you agree there? In your world, if if I can if I can ensure that everyone has to go through the same suck and embrace it and really embody it and try to get better and Meet see and be a part of the team and yeah. willingly be a part of the team, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I think we would be a hundred percent better. Okay, so for the individual and for the U.S. population, it's good. Now, where you're struggling is for the military in general. They may change their culture where the suck may not be as sucky, and all of a sudden now we may because have, it can't be. And now we may have second order effects where. Military, well, I don't know if it can't be because other countries do this. So it's possible. It, it, would you classify any of those countries that are forced, I guess China, as a legitimate superpower? Russia. Russia, yeah. Okay. So two? 
Well, I, I don't. I Are don't they know. nearly as free as us? From my understanding, dude, if you rank all of the like special forces, special force groups, Israel's like top three, top five. Yeah. Right. I, I, that, that is a small component of being a military. I know. I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, they must have a culture there to say, guess what? If you're going to be part of our, you know, yeah. group, this is how it's going to work. So. I'm not saying Israel is a small country. They got small population. They have small. They have no resources. Yeah. Right. So they're in a shitty situation, and they of course have, we they help have strong them. Allies. Yeah. <laughs> We're helping them out tremendously. Yeah. But they have a culture of yeah. But you know what? China compulsory. Russia compulsory. Heck, I don't think anybody messes with Finland and Denmark either. Like you know. Surely are, you're not saying you want to be more like China and Russia, right? From a uh, forced standpoint, man. Come on. Well. I don't know, man. Some days. Some days. I understand there are certain elected officials right now that would love nothing more. I get it. Some days, China sounds kind of good. I like their whole new gaming law thing. I don't, I'm not familiar. They're banning game, uh, video games for young kids. Oh, I did hear about that a few months ago. Yeah, two yeah, days, two days a week that. or something like that. Yeah, I think, okay, cool. But we're, we're getting way off topic there. Dude, okay, so uh, let's go through. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's go a couple Th- There's a couple points that you've been meaning to say. I know. A couple of things here. So... Dude, I get it. This is a complicated thing. And I think we have two totally different perspectives, which is actually very enjoyable, I think, for our listeners. Because I think, I would say right now, within the people that we talk to, let's say on a weekly basis, I would probably the vast majority are probably going to say, no, this is a bad idea. I think I might be in the minority here. Okay. What do you think? Let's say 60-40. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe not vast. Yeah, not vast. Easily get on board with 60-40. The the word vast may have messed up. Yeah, okay. Easily get on board with 60 So pros and cons. So pros, here's where I I wrote these up last night, and I was thinking, okay, national linear service would lead to a a foster of, like, unity, bring people together from diverse backgrounds. So right now, what's the biggest biggest heavy hitter in every single news story that you see? COVID. Okay, second. (laughs) Racism. Uh, Inflation. Okay, racism. Racism. Racism, we don't have enough diversity, things like that. Okay. Would you think we have forced a Forced che- diversity. Yeah. I love that. And it's not forced diversity. Well, in this world, it would. In mandatory service, it would. To some extent, dude, you could be, you're randomly assigned. This is random. Yeah. Right? So it's not forced because you're just put in a group randomly assigned, and it could be all white guys, it could be all black guys, it could be a mix of Puerto Ricans and black guys. Yeah. I don't care. Right, I have I have no whims on who it is. Right, it's not like we're going to say one white person, one black person, one gray person, one purple person. Okay, I I was what I was talking about is statistically speaking, the fact that it would be all white, all black, all Puerto Rican. That's so insignificant. Well, it's probably more likely to be all white. Yeah, because I, I guess in our given country, but yeah. but what I was saying is. Gotcha. It's a representative of the population. I just don't think we're gonna we're not gonna force it. We're not gonna I, do uh, uh, what's it called action. Um, um not for class colleges. Action, um. Dude, we need to do one on this one. Anyways, whenever you force a certain demographic group in a college, it won't be like that. That's when I was thinking about the word force. But anyways, guess what? You're now going to be on a team. You're going to go through the shit just like Jared had to do. And Jared, I don't, I don't think you have a racist bone in your body. No. Especially because you had to go through and you had to do lean on the shoulders of these Pakistanian guys. Yeah. That you don't White, even. black, brown, I don't And care. you're like, dude. I don't maybe know where you came from. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Because me and you are both right now shoulder to shoulder. Don't care. Yep. That's how it is. Which is cool. I think that's a huge pro. And I think you've said it as a huge pro as well. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Honestly, that's one of my very treasured moments yeah. is being able to go to a perfect stranger not giving a shit about their race, religion, yeah. background. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and I've, I've considered people mentors and 
Heck, actually, you got you got to meet uh, Chief Serrano. You remember oh, him yeah. from a uh, vehicle oh, yeah. manager flight? Very heck, he's from Mexico, from California. Mm-hmm. Um, very unique background. Yep, I would consider him probably one of my strongest mentors. Still to this day, I still have a. He, he was at my wedding a year ago. Exactly. Still have a fantastic relationship with him. I talked to him last Thursday. I think it's a fantastic pro. Um, guess what? Everybody wants to yell about how bad our government is, and how they think there should be more change. And they think that we should be doing more things. What is the best way to actually affect change, Jared? What is the best way to affect change? Yeah. Yelling and shouting from the rooftops? Absolutely not. Picking up a shovel and digging a hole. Yeah, doing it. Bingo. Uh, yeah. So I think... Followership, I think you know, he, is, is encouraged by leaders that actually do. Yeah. yeah. Not even leaders. I'm just saying just pick up a shovel, do the work to dig a hole in a national park, to uh, move items from one place to another, whatever it is. I don't care. But participating for the greater good of everybody else. I think okay. that would change. I think it's a huge pro. Do you think that's a pro? I think you probably, yeah. 100%. You're helping people that you don't even know. Love it. It's, right? it's, it's an incredibly proud person. I mean, or I'm sorry, proud feeling. It's really interesting. One of the foundational principles that they just beat into you, not, not literally, but you know, um, whenever you're just exhausted, long nights, early mornings, a lot of physical activity and basic training. One of the greatest things that I took apart from, I'm sorry, took away from it was, hey, you are joining something, and I quote, bigger than yourself. You mm. ask any service member, man, woman, white, black, brown, I don't give a damn. Every single service member would agree that they got that beat into them, metaphorically speaking, of course. You are joining something bigger than yourself. No, no, that, that and I think that's something that's missing sometimes. Yeah, one of, one of the greatest principles I think yeah. that I have in me, and I, Heck, now that we're coworkers, hopefully you, you can attest to, I, I'm a big teamwork guy. Don't get me wrong. I love individual performers, and I think that, that you yeah. know, star players are Marriage still star players. should be rewarded, yeah. yeah. But I am a teamwork guy. Oh, yeah, 100%. At, at, at my root. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think this one's a big one for you. For, for me, but I think you're going to like this one a lot. Let's hear it. So I guess a couple of nonprofits have actually tried to in, instill this because they've tried to figure out how they could get more people to volunteer and things like that. And they've okay. like, hey, let's research. What's the actual savings to the U.S. federal government? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll i play dumb. I, I did see the statistics. I think it's like what, three, $3 per, per person or something. Mm-hmm. Four it? times savings of cost. Okay, four. So you see $1.7 billion would be actually the cost of a yeah. compulsory service. Yep. So you pay $1.7 billion in you know, training costs, salaries, things like that. That would go out the door in taxpayer money, and you would get $6.5 billion in additional resources. And, and Cody's actually referencing, or citing rather, uh, more specifically, I believe it's like what the class uh, cost benefit uh, government, yeah. or what, what was that? Is it something it was. It was. It was, a an, uh, it was an official yeah. cost benefit analysis, uh-huh. essentially. Yeah, because this actually this this uh, uh, law has actually been up in Congress, I think, four times in the last 20 years, which a lot of people don't realize. This has actually been something that's been voted on several times. So four times in the last but I think, years. I think uh, as most recently as 2013. 13. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and just so that everybody knows, every single time this has been brought up, it has been by Democrats. Democrat Repub- uh, Democrat senator and Democrat uh, uh, rep in, at federal level have brought this up with co-sponsors from Republicans, but there it's actually been a Democrat-sponsored bill every single time. Interesting enough, because a lot of times Democrats believe this might be a great way to um, look for ways to help individuals that may not be in good situations, give them additional perspectives, provide possibly benefits of some sort, 
And it's not like, hey, you do this and we're going to give you unlimited things. It's like, hey, do this and we're going to have options for you later. You're going to get training um, because it's very hard to say, hey, we're just going to give you free stuff. But if you give us service, I can give you free stuff later. So every single time it, it's been brought up, which I think a lot of people probably would have assumed that was brought up by Republicans. I, I would have bet a lot of money because I did not come across that in my mm-hmm. in my yeah. research. Even crazier. Because what's really interesting, traditionally speaking, of course, Republicans are the ones that want to spend on their military and Democrats do not. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting that it's brought Tra- up. Charles Ranger, the yeah. Democrat from New York, yeah. my dad, he brought it up three times. And then Dan Glickman. A uh, uh, Democrat from Kansas, or and he was a, uh, I think a senator. He brought it up the fourth time, and he and he actually both of them said that there is a, a societal impact that could never be measured if we did this thing. Both yeah. of them said that that would be the thing, and that's what I've been arguing this whole time. Um, also, one thing that we've argued so many times. Let's hear it. Do you think that, and, and this is, could be your personal opinion, of course, but a lot of the pros said that there is a. A understanding and, and a, a higher value place on personal health and fitness after you get out of the military because you learned of how much your body matters. So we've argued how many times we've put so many eggs kind of in that basket saying, hey, your health matters more than probably anything else in your life. And so they actually said that there is a huge amount of value that could be placed on that and, and the cost benefit for our health system would be astronomical because people coming out of this one year, 18 month stint, two year stint, they would say, wow, um, I didn't even be physically fit to actually do my job. Whether I'm in an office job or I'm in construction, physical fitness actually matters. So what do you think about that? It's yeah, kind of a weird it, one, right? It is weird. And, and honestly, I didn't expect you to make this point. Um, so, so I guess in short, yes, I agree. Well, what's really interesting about that is because that for that year, for that 18 months, whatever it is, um, if they join a, a flight or a company or a squadron, battalion, whatever, um, they have mandatory physical fitness sessions. They have a mandatory physical fitness test. Um, so that's actually really interesting because, yes, of course, you know, the, the immediate effects. But what that does, excuse me. Creates a real schedule. Well, it creates life. a habit. Yeah. It creates a habit. It, it's almost like, you know, choose your hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be fat. It's hard to be fit. Choose your hard, right? It's not going to be as hard as fit if you stay exactly, fit. Exactly, exactly. So now I'm not getting to that extreme, extreme obesity. By 25. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. And I didn't really think about it from a – because as of right now, it's in the news as far as the cost, increased cost of certain decisions that people are making uh, from a company standpoint for the healthcare specifically. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that you, that you attack that from a completely different, completely unrelated and not talked about issue as far as just the, the physical fitness or lack thereof. But you're saying that this could, I mean, we're, we're talking nine-figure savings type stuff potentially over the long run. Oh, I'm thinking trillions. Yeah. Trillions of money in healthcare. We know, we looked this up, of course, yeah. 80% of yeah, our yeah, healthcare yeah. costs are from obese people. Wild, yeah. Obese people. And people that eat a lot of salt. <laughs> those are the two well, people. I feel like those two people are not one and the same, yes. but yeah, yeah. But 80% of our costs, we know this already. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, guess what? About it. Let's just say we curb that by in, in half. So... That's trillions of dollars. Trillions. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good point, man. Honestly, that's, that's probably the most compelling argument that I, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to bring up one more. I got a lot on here, yeah, but yeah, I didn't yeah. want to go through everyone. Yeah, bring us home. Got one more uh, pro here for you. Do you think, and this is maybe more of a personal opinion, of course, um, but this was one of the pros that I saw on, on one of the, maybe it was a military website, so it makes sense because they're trying to sell it, of course. Increase of confidence. 
I think in society right now, we have a lack of confidence. And, and let's just, I know this seems almost anecdotal, but let me just give you an example. Getting your driver's license to drive a car. Yeah, it's decreased exponentially the last few years. Millennials and Gen Z do not drive cars. I think it's getting close to almost 50% That's crazy, of people it? graduating call or high school do not have a driver's license. And in our high school class, I think it was 100% class, 100%, maybe 90. Yeah, so 90 just to be safe. Yeah. yeah. So right now, it's, it's nearing half the kids that are graduating high school do not have a driver's license. And most of the time, if you look up any of these studies, it's just like, I don't need it. Um, I don't want to get in an accident. They don't feel confident about their own abilities to do those things. And I think that right there could be a huge issue going forward. Confidence. So the military increases your confidence. So I guess its principle is, yeah, you know, we're obviously going to make you a little bit more physically fit, which obviously makes you walk a little taller, walk a little straighter. I give you and your team a job. You complete it. Yeah. You did it. You got the opportunity to brief senior leadership, depending on your leadership, of course. So therefore, you're a little bit more comfortable in high stress environments. I honestly think, dude, what Does is it what's, your what's the number one thing that uh, most uh, I, I, I listen to Jocko? Yeah, what's yeah, he Jocko say? Willett? Yeah, what does he say? Nothing. He does every single day. He knows that it helps his prepares day. Oh, works out. He makes his bed. Oh, okay. Be okay. I know. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, it works out, of course. Yeah. But he also makes his bed. Yeah. Makes his bed. It's the little things that add up to Completion of task allow people to know that they can complete tasks no matter hard or easy. Yeah. So I think that... Yeah, him and Leif Babin are fantastic authors. All, I really appreciate yeah. their extreme ownership and yeah. dichotomy of leadership. I like that one. So too. anyways, yeah. so uh, increase of confidence. I think right now we're having a confidence issue. Confidence, man. We talk about that's anxiety. Another, that's another... I know. That's another one. It's very difficult to measure. It's intangible. It's very intangible. Like it's going to be very difficult to to quantify confidence. So you know what I kind of think about is about like like think about a hundred year old, a uh, hundred years ago, okay. males that were going to World War One and World War Two. Okay. Do you think they were more confident than we are today? I know they had more balls than we do today. That's confidence, buddy. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. You're right. Confidence and balls testosterone, those sometimes go hand in hand. Just They'll do stupid shit because they think they can do it. So I'm just, I'm just thinking confidence levels have decreased. And I think there is a reason. And I'm, I'm thinking this might be a fix for that. So anyways, that's another pro. Confidence. From yeah. an overall standpoint, yeah. confidence. Everyone, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, fit, the fitness, uh, obviously, I'm passionate about just because it obviously is a huge weight on yeah. our tax dollars. Huge. Um, but the confidence, man, because yeah. what's really interesting is now you start you're thinking right now through all of your buddies, comparing them to non-veterans. Exactly. And you're thinking, okay, wait a minute here. Was there a difference that probably occurred while I was in the service with them? I know you're kind of thinking right now. That's exactly that. what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, and I bet you're probably coming to the conclusion Holy shit, those guys were confident fuckers. You know what's you know what's really interesting about that, man? Is the 80-20 principle is, is in effect 100%. Oh, yeah. But I almost want to take it not one step further. Just maybe just apply it a little differently. Oh, I see what you're doing. In that the 80% of the military is what I kind of learned is a little bit more like some of the, tw the lower 20%ers that I met on the So I think oh. the 80-20 is very relative almost. Does that make sense? Am I, am I articulating that right? I think you know what I'm trying to get across. Am, am, I, am I saying it right? Yeah, the different aspects that are probably more valuable than the private sector. Yeah, so in their group, yes, it's still 80-20, but then whenever you disperse them, 
I see what you're doing. They're in a bigger delta. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, bigger denominator. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of my 80s that I thought, and, and that's one thing I appreciate. Is it because their confidence? And and honestly, that's really interesting because man, I had very junior airmen that had the nuts to come to my office and and pitch an idea that 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 kind of changed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you know, one one of my proud of our accomplishments with the whole uh, college deal that was kind of just brought up in a shooting the shit system, which a very junior staff sergeant. And just guys, uh, to put that in relative terms, I mean, this is a guy that's probably been in uh, maybe six years. He, he's probably 23, 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like confidence thing. Interesting. The confidence. Very intangible. So this is 100% opinion. I couldn't yeah. even fathom how to back this up with the stat. But I bet there's But in a- my personal experience, mm-hmm. from now being in the private industry for going on two years now next month, I... I like that actually yeah because i think there's a lot of confidence issues that we run across on a daily basis right um personally and also in the work world right that you're just like man this person just doesn't want to own up to their own stuff yeah like they don't have the confidence to say i'm gonna put my stamp on this yeah we run into that all the time it's an ownership it's a confidence yeah yeah i, I put that like if you're confident you're just gonna say yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna own it. exactly yeah yeah so i think confidence is kind of like the the, the top of the food chain yeah because if you're confident you're gonna own it you're gonna have you're responsibility damn right. you're damn right right boom boom because yeah. boom. guess what you don't have confidence if you're not going to just say yes yeah and you know when to say no because you're confident that guess what exactly. I can't you do it. You know your stuff, yeah. Exactly. Because you owned you owned it. Bingo. Yeah. Man, I, I like that. Okay. I, I don't know just because I still can't get off of my. And again, this is a very different perspective. If I could ensure in your little perfect world here with with a pretty decent idea, it's it's a lot more thought provoking than I originally thought. Than we had this conversation months yeah. ago. But if you could ensure you have a little magic wand that the same principles are going to get you know, instilled, yeah. embedded in these young men and women's lives. If you could guarantee that the military is going to stay the military culture, the suck's going to be the same, and you're going to have the same mission and the same opportunities, then I could get on board. But because I can't tactfully, I can't logistically fathom how the hell that would work in the short term. So therefore, I, I think people, as, as polarized as we are right now, people just start bitching because they don't see immediate results. You know, they see the, the overflowing dorms. They see all these different problems. And I don't think we could actually see it long-term follow through. For those reasons, I still can't get on board with you, but I will tip my cap and say that, hey, man, you proposed a, a pretty decent argument. I can appreciate the principles that you're trying to instill, and yeah. I understand the, the weaknesses that you've identified and maybe a path to get them. All on board with that. But because of the logistical nightmare that I think it would be and the un-American principle you'd have to instill with a mandate or, or forced, I, I still have to stay on my... Uh, on my side. So let, let's hear your closing remarks. On American. I love it. Yeah. I, I love all of it because. Yeah, I know you do. You know, it's funny. The first person, what did I tell you yesterday? The first person punches normally wins. Yeah. I like how you made sure that You're you set right. the stage. <laughs> <laughs> you punch me first and I'm still trying to think, okay, how do I respond? No. Uh, so how about this? I'm going to give you a, uh, an alternative world because I know you say my perfect world won't wanna, will not work. Okay. The reason we have uh, an officer group and an enlisted group. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Different skill sets, yeah. Yeah, different skill sets. Different educations. Different education, different skill set, different roles. Yep. Third set. Let's say there's a third set that also work within the armed forces and public service group. Okay. That third set has the, the route to become an NCO if you wanted to or an officer route as well, right? So they, they could stay in forever. Because okay. I know that, that that could happen. I honestly think that would happen in, in some cases. Okay. 
So that third group, right, they're going to report up to somebody here. This is going to teach them leadership levels to the enlisted groups. Okay. So that third group, hey, guess what? You're going to do your 18 months. These enlisted guys, guess what? They enlisted for eight years. We, they're still going to be the volunteer group. You got officer group that are enlisting for the same amount of time, but they're also going to be going through some leadership training and also schooling, things like that, possibly. But that third group is the requirement. So that's what I'm going to say. Maybe maybe, maybe there's a, a, a bridged gap here. And all it is is, hey, you're required to provide national service. You're going to assist. You, you're not going to deploy. You're not doing any of that. Unless you decide, you're going to enlist. All of a sudden, six months in, you're like, this is perfect for me. I didn't, I was on the cusp of enlisting when I turned 18. Yep. But guess what? Now I have to do this. I'm going to, you know, Biloxi, Mississippi. I'm going to be on an army base there. Yep. I think that's an army Biloxi, base. Biloxi, yeah. Biloxi? Yeah. I'm going to be an army base, and I'm doing whatever it is, whatever they need me to do. Digging holes, cutting trees, whatever it may be, because that's my national thing. Or maybe I'm part of the thing because of a hurricane. I'm now down there helping out the National Guard. Whatever it may be, right? Okay. Great. I'm going to say six months in. Yep. I'm doing this forever. Or guess what? I now have 12 more months. I got to keep on cutting trees down, whatever it is. And I'm out. Now I'm going to go to college. I'm going to my job. I'm going to my profession, whatever it is. What if there was another group that was not at the same level? So you don't change how our military is currently. Okay. So in this third group, do they still get the, the basic training, the, the different skill sets that, cause that, that was kind of the idealistic because mm-hmm. they're, they're cutting yeah. trees in your, in your example and helping with hurricane relief efforts of being a national guard. I, I think so maybe they're getting like a light, being light version, okay. light version. Okay. So I know that introductory one on one level. Type exactly. Okay. So they're going to go through the rapid basic training. Yep. They're going to go through quick the, down and dirty. Yep. Give you the basic understanding how to serve your country. And then if they want to go through it, they're going to go through the whole new basic. Like mm-hmm. they're going to go through real stuff if they want to do it. If not, guess what? You're just, it would be kind of like, Hey, you're going to be a national park ranger. You're probably not going through basic training. Yeah. Okay. So guess what? We're going to treat you the same. You're going to, you say you're going to be, in, you're going to go to the Navy and help them out on their bases. Well, guess what? We need guys to help us help our mechanics in the shipyard. Yep. So uh, maybe a third level. I don't know. That's interesting. Almost like a a separate division. Yeah. Separate force. Which we already have. We already have officer and enlisted. Yeah. And then we have our, you know, whatever they are. Interesting. You know, I I guess in the, in the, uh, big Mythbusters fan, I've loved the show since I was a kid. So I guess I will, uh, out of, out of respect, I will say plausible. (laughs) I I can't go confirmed. I can't go busted. I'll, I'll go plausible. How about that? I love it. Is that fair? Yeah. Hey, we are three beers in for all of our listeners, uh, to an amazing beer. I'm going to give them another shout out. (laughs) Dominga, uh, Mimosa Sour from New Belgium. Like I said, four, six, Jared gave him a three, nine. New Belgium. You, you, you almost got me. I think, I think after we get off right now, after we, we sign off, he's going to say four Oh all day long. (laughs) So, hey, all of our listeners, uh, hopefully this was thought-provoking to you. Would you, if you were 18 right now listening, would you just go ahead and, and, and serve your country for a year and a half? Or, or you know, like I was saying, a, uh, 18 months. Uh, would you allow your children, maybe you're a little older and listening, and saying, you know what, I have a young girl, a young uh, son. Would I want them to serve our country, learn new skills, become more diverse, understand where other people are coming from? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I think Jared has immensely more than I do. He understands where other people's perspectives are because he's had to deal with people that are from hugely different backgrounds. And unfortunately, cultures are different. 
it says unfortunately, but it is fortunate, right? Cultures are good, yeah, yeah. but unfortunately, when you're trying to lead a group of people, it can be very difficult. When you only think one person is right, one perspective is exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. And so he understands that perspectives can be different. And that's why we're doing this, because perspectives are different. Oh, yeah, and it matters so much in Everyday military, life. private, Everything. personal, yeah. So, um, you know, would you be all right with saying, you know what, yeah, you know what, it would be good for my child, it would be good for me if I'm 18. I'm saying yes. All right, man. And there's a lot of value. You're saying no. I can't. I can't get. But you're caveating. There might be some yeah, like opportunity. I, said, I, I could definitely see a, an option for growth. I could. I could easily see that. Yeah. But but I just can't get over the forest. I love it. Okay, guys. Uh, how do you find us, Jared? Yeah. So please, guys. Uh, I've been I've been trying to harp on this for the last few weeks now. Uh, I would highly encourage everyone to give us a follow at Six Pack Discussions on Instagram. Slide in our DMs. Give us comments. Please, I want to welcome them all. I want to challenge our way of thought process. I, by no means are Cody and I ever saying that we are subject matter experts and we know it all and been through it all and have the best perspectives. Please challenge us on any podcast, past, present, future. Give us, give us another topics, please. Or send us a beer recommendation because dude, I'm, all I'm for. usually the one trying to get sponsorship. I appreciate you. Send for, us you know, a beer recommendation. <laughs> uh, you know, tell us, hey, try out this beer. Um, maybe it's your dad's brewery. Oh, I love maybe, that. Man. Yeah, right. Maybe it's your uncle's brewery. We don't care. We'll give it a try. Uh, so send it our way. We'll uh, drink it and we'll have some fun. See you guys. Love you guys. Bye.